This is Living It Up, a refreshing daily podcast to help you get excited about beginning your day or your entire life all over again, only this time with a loving God at the center. We hope you experience joy from listening and find yourself (laughs) laughing and living it up on the way to beginning again. For more teaching and encouragement from the Neals, visit their Facebook page at Living It Up Beginning Again or their website at livingitup.org. Now, here's Scott and Teresa. Hey, everybody. It's Monday. Yes, it is. I'm Scott with my lovely wife, Teresa, who just said said that. And this is Living It Up While Beginning Again. We hope everybody had a great weekend. Yeah, TGIM. Thank God it's Monday. Well, we have a really great topic, I think, to start your week. And honey, why don't you go ahead and read that? It's real simple. It says, dwell on the answer, not the problem. Mm. Okay, we'll, we'll give y'all uh, three chances to maybe in your mind think about what that answer is. One, it's not more money. No. It's not the answer to your problem. Two, it's not uh, when your kids are grown and out. That's not the answer. Three, could it be, um, what could it be? Could be Jesus. <gasps> Jesus loves me. This I know. You think? Yeah. He is the answer. He's the answer that we want you to dwell on. It's amazing how that will take your mind off your problem. It's amazing how that will help solve your problems. Yeah. You know, we have a great scripture that goes with this in Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 27. It says, I am the Lord, the God of all the peoples of the world, is anything too hard for me. Wow. That's true. No. No. <laughs> Nothing is too hard for him. That's for sure. Well, I'm a teacher. You're an evangelist. A great teacher always puts it out there and then says, okay, here's what you do. The evangelist continues to encourage people to love the Lord, seek him, believe mm-hmm. him, and trust him, and give their life to him. So when you think, okay, Teresa, how can dwelling on... Jesus solved my problem. I'm not talking about just sitting around thinking about him on the cross and just thinking about the birds, thinking about nature. I'm not talking about that because I know that someone said that to me one time. I said, that's not going to happen. I don't know what you mean by just dwell on Jesus. Yeah. Okay. So as I grew in the Lord, I realized what they meant was just Continuing to do what I felt like I needed to do to solve the problem, but then turn it over and sit back and just go on with my day doing the next thing, right thing in front of me. And when my mind goes back to that problem, go, nope, God's handling this. Yeah. I've done all I know to do. And that's, that's our part. We still have to do our part. I've done all I know to do. I've said all I know to say. And when my mind comes back to that problem, I'm going, nope, God is large and in charge. He's in, he is in control of that situation, and I'm going to dwell on him when it keeps coming up and not the problem. Yeah. And that will keep getting you back to doing what you need to be doing, which probably you'll find your answer anyway, as long as you're doing your part and being responsible and doing the next right thing in front of you. Mm-hmm. So that's how you that's how you dwell on the answer who is Jesus. Do your part. Pray for what that is if you're not really sure, and go on. And when you start dwelling on the problem again, go, nope, I have turned this over. I'm dwelling on him. Every time this comes to my mind, trusting that he's taking care of this. And that's it. It sounds easy, but it's not. No. But that's all you can do. You ha- you, you get to that place with him like, 
we continue to work at and just say, I have turned that over to him. I cannot solve that problem. And in his time, when he knows we're ready, the answers always come. Yeah. But I still have to go on and get up on time, go to work and be the best person that I can be and do my part and, and just go on. And my mind goes back to the problem. Like, nope, not going there. I turn that over to Jesus. I turn it over to the Lord. And I know when uh, it, what, there's people in this problem that need to be dealt with, God's going to work it all out for good. So I got I to gotta go on. I can't think about it anymore. Yeah, well, the great examples of the Bible in the Old Testament with the Israelites, and that's what is happening here in this chapter, is basically the Israelites were always focusing on their problem. Mm -hmm. We don't have enough manna. We don't have enough, you know, this. We don't have, we haven't seen the promised land. We haven't, you know, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> do that again. No. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> anyway, they're always focusing on their problems, you know. And God would continually, you know, bring them out of this, bring them out of exile of Egypt, you know, bring them, bring them out of, you know, um, the, the, they provide them with food. Yeah, and they kept doing the same thing over and over and over, thinking it was going to change. Yeah, sounds like us, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> but, you know, what God wanted his people to do was really to accept their responsibility for their sins, their bad choices and their failures. And that's what no one wants to do. Right. And their suffering in the exile kind of forced them in some ways to do this. Yeah. But their story doesn't, you know, their story didn't end in, in destruction and in exile. They, they, didn't, they didn't stay there. God promised that he would deliver his people from captivity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He promised to restore them to their homeland mm -hmm. and reconcile his relationship with them. Mm -hmm. He promised. But you know, <laughs> you know it's like our problems, you know, sometimes... I'm sure they sound impossible to these people. They were forcing, they were facing uh, uh, warfare, famine, and disease. Mm -hmm. You know, but God began, you know, this this uh, this verse with a question to answer this, to answer our doubts and the Israelites' doubts. Is anything too hard for me? <laughs> you know, as we face problems and dependencies that are beyond our control, there is still hope mm -hmm. because nothing. Absolutely nothing is too hard for God. That's right. Absolutely. So when you stop focusing on the problem and start focusing on the answer, man, that's where peace comes from. And we're, But you still have to do your part. You got to. You can't just stay in bed and say, you know, God, I'm just going to wait till you to, to take care of it, then I'll get out and get, you know, take a shower and get dressed. Mm -hmm. well, he expects you to get up, take a shower, get dressed, face your problems. Right. Okay? But, and, not, but call upon them to help you. Right. And I know when I was so depressed and I, I couldn't get out of bed, God had already given me a vision of what my life could be. Mm -hmm. and, and I would hear him say, but you're still laying in that bed. Go on and turn over one more time. Pull the covers up over your head one more time, daughter. It'll just take you just that much longer to get there. Here I was expecting God to do all these wonderful things in my life, which I wanted to remarry to an awesome man, which thankfully he um, gave me that desire of my heart. Yes. But it, it sounds crazy, but but I had to I had to get out of bed first. See how crazy that sounds? Uh-huh. <laughs> how could God trust me with the desires of my heart if I was not doing my part and living life and, and doing the things I knew were pleasing to Him? And that's when I began to start living for Him and everything. I mean, I went crazy with it. I was like, those drawers, 
they need to be cleaned out. God, that's not how Jesus would have those drawers. Or my garage was just a mess. I'm like, that's not excellent. It kept me so busy, honey, doing the next right thing, just becoming so in, in love with pleasing him. Mm -hmm. I couldn't keep up with him. And we still can't keep keep up with with the Lord when we're uh, living to please him and honoring him and doing everything as unto him. Yeah. That's what he wants. And it keeps our mind from dwelling on problems that we were not designed to handle. He didn't design us to worry. That's why we're sick. That's why we have diseases. One of the reasons mm -hmm. is because we are uh, doing something we weren't created to do, which is worry. Yeah. You know? And so it sounds really crazy, but that's what you do. And you just, you, again, you do what you know that you do need to do in your part of the problem and turn it over to him and go on. And he will provide the answer. He'll solve it, bring the people, whatever needs to be done in his timing. And all goes back to that same old thing. I don't want to wait. Well, you don't have any choice. You have to trust that God knows what's best. You can handle it when he chooses to give it to you. I couldn't handle you back then, and you wouldn't have wanted me if you'd have known how much time I was wasting being depressed in bed. Right. And I would think, man, I just I want to... I'll, I want to marry a godly man one day. And the Lord would say, really? Are you a godly woman? Can I, can I trust you with someone's heart? Mm. How would a man of God feel about you the way you're behaving over here? It was like, I just, that went on for a long time. But he was remaking me, redoing me, preparing me for you. Right. Somebody needed to hear that. I just, I just know they did. Yeah. So... Well, you was know, it easy? No. Was it worth it? Absolutely. A lot of times when we focus on our problem, mm -hmm. we, we harbor resentment. You know, there might be a, a problem in the family, your family structure. Um, and you're holding resentment and been holding resentment because of this problem for years. Mm -hmm. Well, Jesus gives us the answer. Mm -hmm. And that answer is forgiveness. Let it go. Mm -hmm. Okay, he's going to give you the answer. It's forgiveness. And how does God forgive us? The way we forgive others, like it says in the Lord's Prayer. Mm -hmm. So if we have a hard time forgiving others, mm -hmm. yep. are our sins going to be forgiven? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, Jesus died for our sins. Mm -hmm. But he still expects us to do our part. Mm -hmm. And that's the kicker. Yeah. That's the real kicker because... Um, God just, you know, doesn't expect us to just float around and sing, you know, praise and worship songs to Him and our life be a, a wreck. That doesn't even make sense. Right. You know, he, He's given us certain things like jobs and relationships, and it's up to us to maintenance those and, and do what, doing our part to, to take care of the things that He has given us. So we can be trusted, in my case, with someone else's heart. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And, um... In our situation, too, you know, I know you went through your own extreme makeover, hopefully with, you know, the woman that you were trying to draw in mm -hmm. mind, believing, you know, the woman I'm wanting to draw, it ain't going to be, ain't, well, uh, this will not be acceptable to her. And that was, that was so defining for me mm -hmm. to know I could probably um, attract What's the desire of my heart, God? Really? Yeah. And uh, I had to do my part. Yeah. And I didn't know what that part was, and, and he would show me every time, and I stopped ignoring that. That's right. Because I learned, you know, God, um, 
He cares about the little things. And you think getting out of bed is a little thing. Not to God. Mm-mm. Clean out the garage is a big thing to God. You know? And because why? Because I it's part of my house, and I needed to be a good steward over it. That's right. Well, you know, like we said, you know, <clears throat> dwelling on your problem, you know, is not, not, not what's going to get you ahead, okay? Dwell on the answer. Mm-hmm. And like we said, that answer is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Many of you may be dwelling in your problems because maybe you don't know Jesus. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you did it one time and you've walked away. Yeah. Because you didn't give your heart to it. Mm-hmm. Well, we're asking you right now to give your heart to Jesus on this Monday. And go forward. Mm-hmm. Stop drilling on the problems and start drilling on Jesus and read his word. And he'll tell you how to how to solve these problems mm-hmm. if you just listen to him. Mm-hmm. If you would please pray this prayer with us. And please know that you are saved. <clears throat> Lord Jesus, please come into my life. I know that you died on the cross. That you rose on the third day. And because of the cross, you say my sins are forgiven. And I'm asking you right now, please, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Lord, I don't want to dwell on my problems anymore. I want, I want to dwell on the answer. And that answer is you. That's right. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for praying that prayer. Right. And if you did, please uh, email us at info at livingitup.org. Mm-hmm. Let us know so we can pray for you or any comments that you may have. Mm-hmm. We sure appreciate it. Yeah, and... And really, we hope that today, being Monday, you'll learn. You've learned from this to start dwelling mm-hmm. on the Lord, and not your problem. Doesn't mean not to do anything. Doesn't mean be irresponsible. It means taking care of everything that you know needs to be done. And when your mind goes back to that problem, you say, "Nope, done all I can do. Turn it over to God and keep moving forward, and see if you don't get the answers to your problem." But wait on God. It may not be when you think, but I promise you, it will probably be when you least expect it. That's right. You won't even see him coming, but boy, you'll know when he showed up. Well, that's for sure. All right, and keep living it up. Bobby and yeah.